This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is the Wealth Ability for CPAs show. Better clients, better practice, better life. Here's Tom Wheelwright. Welcome to the Wealth Ability show for CPAs, where we're always discovering how to make better clients, a better practice, and a better life. Hi, this is Tom Wheelwright, your host, founder, and CEO of the WealthAbility Network. So taxes and finance tend to make people very nervous. So what if you could actually get people excited about talking to you, their CPA? Today, we're going to discover, you and me both, we're going to discover how to turn clients into passionate fans. And for CPAs, this is maybe a particular challenge. Now, I'm very grateful to have on as a guest somebody who's already talked to dentists. And I'm thinking, Dennis, that's probably as difficult as CPAs because while it's it's not as complex and everything, people are certainly as scared of it, as, as afraid of it as they are of numbers and taxes and so forth. I'll get back to this in a second. Now I have something specifically for CPAs. What if you could discover a simple way to double your profitability in the next 90 days without adding any new clients? That's right. Whether you're a CPA, tax advisor, other tax professional, accountant, bookkeeper, in my newest resource, I will walk you through a simple five-step process that's proven to help you do just that. We have members of our network that have doubled their profitability in 90 days or less, and you can do this too. Now, to get your free copy, just go to wealthability.com slash CPA profit. That's wealthability.com slash CPA P-R-O-F-I-T. Get this new resource so that you can double your profitability in the next 90 days. So I'd like to welcome... uh, David Scott, onto the show here. David, thank you so much for joining us today. Tom, it's great to be here. I really appreciate you having me on, and um, hopefully we've got some great ideas to share with everyone. I I appreciate that. So, David, if you would, just give our listeners a little bit of your background um, and, you know, why this is a topic that you're specifically talking about. Of course. So my, uh, I got my start on a bond trading desk on Wall Street, and I was a terrible bond trader. I absolutely hated it, uh, but I did get dug into the whole financial information side uh, and spent more than a decade at financial information companies like Dow Jones and Reuters. And for the past um, roughly 17 years, I've been writing books and delivering speeches about how to do great marketing um, and how to do great selling. And my most recent um, research over the last five years is in this interesting topic about how any organization can develop fans. You know, this is this is particularly important in the day uh, today where we have 
four-star reviews, five-star reviews, and the dreaded three-star or two-and-a-half-star reviews that we're getting. I mean, CPAs, everybody gets these reviews, whether they're Google reviews or Yelp reviews or whatever. That that five-star review is a, is a really big deal. So, you know, first of all, start off, Dave, if you will, just give us a little background. You know, we have customers, we have clients, we, we, we address our customers as clients, um, just like a doctor would dress their customer as patients. And what's the difference between basically a client and a fan? I mean, why, what makes up a raving fan versus just your ordinary everyday client? Sure. So, um, the research I did for this book, I actually did it with my daughter, Reiko. She's uh, now 26 years old. So when we embarked on this project, she was 21. And we came at it from the perspective of um, she being a massive Harry Potter fan. Um, she's read every book, seen every movie multiple times, gone to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter in Orlando, um, went to the, to the movie studio tour in the UK, and she wrote a 90,000-word alternative ending to the Harry Potter series uh, as a novel where Draco Malfoy is a spy for the Order of the Phoenix and put that on a fan fiction site. It's been downloaded thousands of times. And in my case, I'm a massive live music fan. I've been to 780 live rock concerts, including 75 Grateful Dead concerts. So what we wanted to know is, does the same fandom that we experience with, in my case, live music, especially the Grateful Dead, in her case, Harry Potter, apply to all kinds of organizations and businesses. Um, and we looked at nonprofits, we looked at business-to-business -business organizations, uh, we looked at government agencies, doctors, lawyers, dentists, financial planners, I mean, all kinds of different types of organizations. And the bottom line to the idea of fandom is really simple. It's a true human connection. That's what it comes down to because, yeah, I love going to Grateful Dead concerts. I love the music. I like the atmosphere. But it, what it's really about is I'm part of a tribe. I'm part of like-minded people. I'm sharing something that I'm passionate with other people who are also passionate about the same topic. So what I think we've learned that's so interesting for CPAs is that Number one, the more passion you share, the more your clients are attracted to you. And, and interestingly, that passion is not just with the work you're doing. That passion also includes what you love to do outside of work. They want to bond with you as a human being who loves life. And that, that idea is incredibly powerful as well. You know, they want to do business with somebody for whom that meet those meetings and the business that you share is, is even if the topic is difficult, is still an enjoyable, um, uh, human connection. So this is absolutely something that, uh, everyone who's listening in can do. So, so that, that's interesting because our, um, my goal in life, is to make taxes fun, easy, and understandable. That's that's right. the, that's the the whole theme of my book, Tax Free Wealth. It's the the goal of wealth ability is make money and taxes fun, easy, and understandable because it's it's a lot of work, right? So let's yeah. make it let's make it fun. And I um, 
one of my one of my clients that you're probably familiar with, and this is well known uh, in um, uh, around the world, frankly, is Robert and Kim Kiyosaki, yes. um, mm-hmm. author, you know, authors of uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad, and Kim will tease me all the time. She goes, anytime that she even starts. If the word tax comes up and I can even barely hear it, I will immediately tune into it. I'm going taxes. It's all about taxes. And I'll, I'll start, you know, I'll just go off because I get so excited about the tax law and what you can do with it and how it's this series of incentives. And, um, and she just laughs at me. She goes, you know, but the thing is, Tommy, she goes, I've never, when, when I worked with prior CPAs, it was always bad news. It was always bad news when I when I when I met with my accountant, and now I like hearing from you because there's always a solution. There's always good news. So where where does that come into it? I mean, you know, I I have a I actually have a rule in our office and in our network, our CPA network, that is never come to me with a problem without a solution. I don't mm, care what right. it is. I don't care what it is. I and and I'll. I'll help you with that solution. I'll help you kind of work with that solution, but don't come to me with a problem because I don't want that monkey on my back. Right, 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 right. And and I look at clients the same way. I'm going, clients are coming to us with very, very serious issues. This is their business. This is their investing. This is their life. This is their dream, right? These are their children. These are their spouses. I mean, we get involved in every aspect of a client's life. I mean, literally every aspect of their life, whether we want to or not. <laughs> so, some, some people say that we really should have a minor, if you have a degree in accounting, your minor should be psychology. Um, because <laughs> nice. we, we really do. I mean, there's a story behind money, always. There's a story, right? right. No, and, that's and, exactly right. And so my question to you is, is how, how important is that that when they come to you, not only is there a personal connection, and I actually think CPAs, while we're not known as the most vibrant personalities in the world, okay, let me put it that way, we're not known that way. Um, for the most part, I find CPAs are, you know, very easy to talk to, and, and this is not mm-hmm. a difficult yeah. thing for mm-hmm. them, okay? But how important is, is actually this idea that um, you do need to have a solution. I mean, th- that it should be an enjoyable experience, not just from a personal connection standpoint, but also from a what's the result standpoint. Well, one of the things that we looked at, and it actually um, uh, became a really important part of the book, uh, is how can you tap into those things that people already love? In fact, the the title of the book is Fanocracy, and the subtitle is Turning fans into customers and customers into fans. So that fans into customer piece is what you just described. You know, if, if you learn that your client, um, is absolutely loves the vacation house that they have, the location of that vacation house, maybe they're a skier and they just absolutely love to ski. All of a sudden, turn it around to be, okay, we're going to help you to make sure you can ski <laughs> as much as you can. That vacation house will be yours. You can retire so that you can ski even more uh, often. Um, and I'll give you a great example um, that we um, that we looked at that's actually a story in the book. And, uh, and it comes from auto insurance. Tom, do you love to buy auto insurance? 
Oh, it, it's it's really always the first thing on my list. <laughs> of course, it's, it's, great, it's right? like a necessary right. So, evil, right? <laughs> right, it's a necessary evil. That's what people say. It's like, oh God, I have to spend money on auto insurance. What a waste of money that is. And and even worse than that, we hate to use the product because if you have to use the product, it means you crashed your car. Right. That's right. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, imagine it's almost as bad as paying for a tax return. <laughs> so so ima- imagine being in the auto insurance business. So um, we spoke with McKeel Haggerty. He's the CEO of Haggerty Insurance, an auto insurance company. And he said, David, my business sucks. Everyone hates my business. So I had to do my work in a different way. Rather than doing what everyone else does, um, trying to compete on price or trying to compete by spending more money on advertising, we decided to go out and build fans. So Haggerty specializes in classic car auto insurance. So what they do is they go to over a hundred classic car auto insurance, uh, sorry, classic car auto events every year. Um, They're on site, they're meeting with people, they're sharing the passion that people already have for their classic cars. Uh, They have a YouTube channel with, I think there's like a million followers on their YouTube channel. Um, They do a a Haggerty's Integrity Drivers Club with 650,000 members, and they've become the largest classic car insurance company in the world. They're going to grow by 200,000 clients this year. Um, And so what Mikhail Haggerty told me is, says, David, I didn't have to invent the passion for the car. I didn't have to be the one to create the fandom that people already have for their classic cars. All I had to do is tap into it. And I think the same thing is true of, of everyone listening in. You know, if you listen carefully to Um, what your um, clients are talking about um, around their financial goals. Think of it as a narrative. Um, My daughter, Reka, who's my co-author in the book, is in her final year of medical school. And she um, is a recognized expert in what's called narrative medicine. Narrative medicine is when you understand the whole patient by virtue of understanding their story rather than just their symptoms. So, I mean, I know that CPAs do this anyway, but if you really focus on the story that your client is telling you, rather than just, you know, in the, the, the symptoms, rather than just the, mm-hmm. the financial assets and whatnot, but that story, and then you tap into the things that they're fans of, um, you turn those fans into customers because they say, wow, yeah, you know, you're going to help me to go skiing more. I'm I'm in because <laughs> I'm a fan of skiing. You, you know, so um, this, I think that's I, I just think that's a fabulous approach. Th- th- this is this is fascinating because the the very first thing we do. So we do we actually in our in our network a uh, wealth building network network of CPAs. We we address clients a little differently in that we're always looking forward and not backward. Um, which right. is what CPAs tend to do is look backwards, right? We're looking at last year's taxes. We're looking at last year's financials, last month's financials. And so what we do is the very first thing we do in with every client is we spend the first hour with them getting, getting their story. I mean, literally right. finding out not just their, their financial story, but what, you know, what do they want to do? We um, in our, in that same meeting, what I want to always know is, what do you dream of doing? What have you always dreamed of doing that you, you're not doing right now? Because what, 
you know, our job is as accountants, our job is to make their dreams come true. It's literally our job is to make their dreams come true. The the challenge is, is we can't do that without knowing what their dreams are. So we have to have that story. I mean, that's like, that's like number one thing we have to have is where are you going? What, what, you know, what do you want to do? I had an interesting experience. Um, I was in Australia with uh, Robert Kiyosaki and, and Ken McElroy, um, mm-hmm. who's his real estate advisor. And we were doing an event. And at the end of the event, I had a little, uh, some time to just spend with uh, the group. There's about uh, 150 people in the crowd. And I, yep. um, and I, I go through an exercise that is, really what's your dream and i actually put them in trance and go through the this whole you know idea of what what you really want and i had um afterwards i had this 74 year old man come up to me and he was in tears mm. and he said said tom never nobody's ever asked me for my dream before and wow. i've never even awesome? thought about it and you know and i i th- always remember that that australian man because you know, we, we dream a lot when we're little kids and, yeah. you know, you ask a three-year-old what they want to be when they grow up and they're likely to say a tiger, right? Cause they, they don't have, mm-hmm. they don't have inhibitions, but, but I think people tend to forget. And, and I think a lot of times our clients have forgotten what they do care about. And so it tends to be about money and then it becomes a drudgery when it's about money because yes. money's not, I mean, money by itself yeah. isn't fun. It's just digit. Well, it's just digits on a screen. That, that, that's all it is. So, so to me, you know, this idea that, you know, tapping into what they really love. And I love this idea of having a tribe because the other side that we're always talking about is you really have to know who you are as a, as a firm, you know, who, it, who are you and what are you after? Because, you know, when I hear that story about Haggerty um, and they, you know, went after classic cars, I'm going, oh, that is just, that is beautiful. You know, that goes right. to the old, and niche will make you rich, right? That they've right. really tapped in to that phantom. And you don't, you know, you can take something that is, I mean, to be able to take something that is, is a tribe already and just become part of that tribe. Well, that's brilliant. Exactly right. That's awesome. Exactly right. And, and, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you another aspect, which is really, really powerful that people underestimate, especially people in professional services underestimate. And that is, I can sum it up into three words. Passion is infectious. Passion is infectious. So what I mean by this is if you're asking people about their dreams or you're want, you want to know what, it, what do you aspire to next year or next decade or what do you hope for your family or what do you hope for your business and you're going down that path, what works unbelievably well is if you are someone who they clearly see is living that kind of life yourself, <laughs> right? There's right. no question. Of, there's no question about it. Passion is infectious. So if they see you as a buttoned-up CPA, you know, wearing your three-piece blue suit with a white shirt, and you and and you don't have any hint of what you like to do on the weekends or what you're passionate about, um, they're going to be thinking to themselves, they may not, they might not even think this, but it's subconscious. Like, well, wait a minute, you know, um, I have to tell everything that I'm interested in. Who's this guy uh, or who's this woman? Um, but when you open up and you share 
um, either in a meeting or on your website or in social media, or, um, you know, you open up your briefcase and out pops a photograph of, of the thing that you love or the, the, the hobby that you're into or, you know, your vacation house or the, the wonderful uh, scuba diving holiday you took last week. I mean, that passion becomes infectious. And I want to share a, an example of a dentist. His name is Dr. John Marashi. And Dr. Marashi came to me a couple of years ago. Um, uh, I, I speak at all of Tony Robbins business mastery events. I'm not sure if you've ever done a Tony Robbins event, but um, they're amazing events. And I had a chance to meet Dr. Marashi there. And he said, David, you know, I'm a dentist in Southern California, highly competitive market. And, you know, we all do the same thing. We all have very similar websites. We all talk about how we, um, you know, we care about your, our patients. We all have the, 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 the before and after teeth shot, right? You've all seen the before and after teeth <laughs> shot with, right. the, with the, with the, right, the yellowing crooked teeth on one side and then the nice clean white straight teeth on the other side. So how do I compete? And I go, first thing out of my mouth was, well, Dr. Marshy, what do you, what do you love to do? And he goes, man, I love to skateboard. And I actually looked at some photographs of his office. And in fact, he's got skateboards on the walls. And I go, well, that's it. You need to share your passion for skateboarding. So what Dr. Marashi did, um, this starting about three years ago, and he did all the work, all I did was suggest it, is he started an Instagram feed. So Instagram, of course, being a social network that's optimized for photos and videos, where he shares photos of him skateboarding. He also shares photos of his beautiful young family, his wife and several young children. Um, and he sometimes shares photographs of his patients, him with his patients. The patients always have big smiles on their faces. So what he's doing is very clearly saying um, passion is infectious. I'm passionate about my family. I'm passionate about my patients. I'm passionate about skateboarding. And what he told me, I, I, he contacted me out of the blue about three or four weeks ago and said, David, man, this is working fabulously well. He actually said, I'm a David Merriman Scott fan. Um, but he said that, that in the past year, He's had um, a 30% increase in patients that have come to him directly from his social networking, which, where he's sharing his passion. He has 13,000 followers on his Instagram who want to, you know, they want to see pictures of him skateboarding. And he says, I am now the skateboarding dentist in Southern California. I'm not one of many dentists. I'm the only skateboarding dentist. And so when people through word of mouth uh, someone says, gee, I'm new to Los Angeles. Who should I use for my dentist? You know, people who are already working with for doc, working with Dr. Marashi said, this guy's great. Not only is he a great dentist, but he's a cool dude who skateboards. And, uh, and, and, and so, you know, that passion comes alive. So I know I, in my mind, when I think CPA, I think not very much passion, but if you can, <laughs> but if you write Right. I mean, people don't show their passion. You know, you, well, you've got to so, be so, let, sober and have the degrees on the wall and yeah, all but that. Let's but, talk about that for a second. So it's, it's not yeah. just that they're, that they, you know, look sober. It's that this is a tough thing for CPAs. I mean, we're naturally um, more reserved. Okay. Yeah. As, uh, yeah. as, as a group. Okay. We get into it because we get to be behind our desk and with numbers and, you know, there's, mm -hmm. there's actually a horrible saying out there that, um, which I absolutely hate, but I hear it 
regularly, jokingly, and yet I hear it, is that this would be a great business if it weren't for the clients. And I'm going, if it weren't for the <laughs> clients, there would be no business. So, you know, right. keep that in mind. But the, the, the challenge is, and this is what I want, want to ask you about, is, okay, so you're a, let's say you're a naturally shy person, and you kind of, you know, where's the balance there? Because the, the concern, I think, for a lot of professionals, particularly CPAs, as, as we're a little more reserved, is that we're going to come off as too brash or too over the top or because we tend not to like th that type of person to begin with, right? Mm -hmm. Because that, okay. that, that's like not us. That's not our tribe um, right. as a general rule. I mean, you know, some of us are a bit of the exception there. But for the most part, you know, my experience with CPAs, and I've been in this business for over 40 years, is that, um, you know, there's this hesitance to, I, I don't want to push myself on somebody. And I certainly don't want to be the person that's, you know, that you, you, you always hate that has to show you 30,000 pictures of their grandchildren, right? You don't want right. to be that person. Now I, I happen to have to be that person because I do have the cutest grandchildren in the world. But <laughs> it's very tough when I have to watch other people because I'm going, your grandchildren aren't even cute. I don't understand. <clears throat> So, yeah, but how do you, how well, do you how do you do that? How do you actually make I that transition? Because I I find that for my even for myself and and like I said, I'm I'm not the shyest person in the world. But even for myself, I you know I've got a marketing guy. He says, you know, we just need more of you. How do you how do you actually do that? I think everyone has to decide at what level they want to or perhaps don't want to share. Um, that's totally cool. I mean, for example, on the sharing photographs of your family, um, I recognize that not everybody wants to have what's considered a private matter for many people out in the public. Dr. Marashi said, I'm happy to share photographs of my wife and my, and my young children. I think they're, they look like to be elementary school age children. I'm happy to share those photographs on my social networks in public, but for some people that may not be the right thing. And that's totally cool. I'm not saying that's what you have to do, but, um, and I'm not saying you have to like, Oh, here I am skateboarding. You know, it doesn't need to be that, but there is, there's no doubt that people are attracted to other people who have passion for something, for something, uh, and um, besides besides the work, and and so in any way that you can comfortably share those things that you love to do. And, you know, it's not opening the briefcase and pulling out 15 photographs of your grandkids, but maybe on the wall, you've got pictures of, of you at the baseball game or coaching Little League or, you know, whatever it is, but things that show that you're, you, that you have a life that you love to live because your job is now to help your clients create the life that they want to live. And by showing that you are already someone who's doing it for yourself, that's really valuable. And, and, and I do think it can be something that can help to, to drive fans. After having talked with lots and lots of people who have used these ideas, it absolutely does um, create the environment where people say, yeah, I like working with, with him or her. You know, she or he is somebody who, um, who I really like, who feel comfortable with because they're, they're, they're out there doing their thing as well. You know, I, I think part of that is, you know, our part of our tagline is a better life, right? And that a better yeah. practice creates a better life. And 
And the reality is, is if, if we are working all the time, if that's all we're doing, you know, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. So I, I like this idea that, you know, this is a reminder that, you know, we, we need to get out and do those other things. And being transparent, one of the things I found with clients is they love the transparency. You know, mm. if, if you can share and you don't have, you're not guarded and you can just be transparent and say, this is why I am. And one of the first things I do, I mean, like I do a webinar with our clients um, twice a month. And I, I say right from the beginning, it's a question answer. I'm going, mm-hmm. I may not be able to answer your question because I don't know everything. And that kind of transparency, I, it sounds like can go to, guess what? Well, I love to water ski or I love to, you know, mountain climb or I love to do this. And, you know, and, you know, I'd, I'd love to connect with you, if, you know, and then you, you do get that connection. I've actually found that um, I, I, when I was a young man, I was a Mormon missionary and I, I'd always mention that because that's kind of part of, you know, how I grew up. And right. I get people come up all, to me all the time. So where, where, you know, where'd you go on a mission? Because they, they wanted to connect with that tribe. So I, I, I get that sure. that's a, a big part and, and, of. And what's, and what's interesting connection. about it. And what's interesting about that is there's on two levels, people connect with that. Number one, if they don't share the same tribe as you do, if they're not a mountain climber or if they haven't gone on a mission, they they can still appreciate the fact that you're you know passionate about something. So um, so this is this is really valuable for um, for people to be thinking about. It's also really simple. It doesn't require a whole lot of effort to to be thinking about how I can share more of myself with my clients. Okay, so we've we've talked about, you know, this interpersonal and and really getting to know our clients and so forth. If you would just, uh, David, give us um, two or three, what are some actual actionable items that our listeners could do in in the next couple of weeks that would actually help generate this fandom? So what they can do right away, um, I recommend this, is take a look at your outward-facing materials, whether that's your brochure, if you have them, or your website, or if you're on social media, look around your office and see if there are ways that you can show more of your personality. Um, So some ways that you can show more of your personality is have Besides the ubiquitous um, dressed up in CPA wear uh, photograph looking very official and and, um, sober, um, are there other photos you can share on your website or in your marketing materials? Um, Take a look at the language that you're using. Um, Are you on any nonprofit boards? We want to know that. Um, Are you um, coaching a little league team? We want to know that. Are you, um, do you love to surf? We want to know that. Um, and, and so think about the, the, think about how you are presenting yourself to the world and figure out ways that you can present yourself to the world as somebody who has passion, who a potential client would be, um, interested in getting to know because, wow, this person seems really interesting. And compared to the other CPAs I'm looking at, um, I'd kind of like to meet this person. Um, As well, this gives ways that people can then um, share who you are uh, and, and you should generate more referrals than you're doing today. 
I like it. And it should be more fun. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It should be more fun. And as you say, create a better life. So showcase that better life. I, I like it. I like that a lot. So David Merriman Scott, where do we find more information about you and what you do? So I use my middle name professionally. My name is David Meerman Scott. So if you Google my name, you will find me. I'm the only David Meerman Scott on the planet. Um, there's tons of information about my new book, which is called Fanocracy, on the website we made, which is www.fanocracy.com. And if you're on the social networks like Twitter and Instagram, I am DM Scott, D-M-S-C-O-T-T. Awesome. Thank you so much for that, David. And thanks, everybody. Remember that when we have fans uh, for clients, um, not only do we have better clients, but we are always going to have a better practice. And for sure, we're going to have a better life. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to the WealthAbility for CPA show. Better clients, better practice, better life. To learn more, go to WealthAbility.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.